0: High post entry gamble squares flare screen set Thursday 3 is in TT for 3 Little pulls a deep 3 Hawk oh, Marino Little carries the triple We continue on Bison Feedback tonight brought to you in part by uh, Thunderseed fans Thunderseed committing to meeting the changing needs of today's farmer by monitoring the latest technologies and incorporating that knowledge and the high yielding seed products, Thunder Seed, linking today's farmer with tomorrow's technology. Call one triple eight six thunder. That's one triple eight six thunder. Now join me, the head coach of North Dakota State, buys women's basketball. That is Marn Walseth, who is busy because boom season ended over the weekend. Unfortunately, but just like any coach and her staff, she's already on the road uh, this week. Now there's no rest for the for the wicked out there. Marn, good evening to you.
1: Hello, Jack. I I need to say uh, kudos to the the Music Choice selection yet again. Uh, It's always a pleasure to hear. What the music references you're going to make, or what even the show is going to start with? Right. So, uh, kudos, kudos to you to start the evening.
0: Yeah, not little Van Halen on a Monday night to to get a get a movie. Not a, not
1: a bad thing at all.
0: Not. I I look at this in, in two parts today with Marn because we'll talk a little bit about uh, the season and then look in the front window uh, as to what is is to come next year. Unfortunately, last week uh, it was a uh, a, a two game trip on the road. One was in Macomb, Illinois, the other in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, boy, I tell you, that Macomb, Illinois was uh, was an absolutely thrilling game against Western Illinois, Mar, and you're able to put up a ton of points. Uh, your junior post, Emily Spear, had an individual career high of 27. Uh, thunsted had 30 that day, and uh, that really, unfortunately, it landed in a loss, but, my goodness, that was, uh, that was a lot of points, a lot of energy that Thursday night.
1: It was. You know, we had talked about – um, that, that game not having as much of an implication on the season uh, as as the Saturday game was going to have. And, and so that was a, a personal challenge and an individual challenge, the team challenge of, of who are you and how are you going to respond knowing what or what may not be on the line in that scenario. And I was very, very proud of of the fight that the ladies came out with the energy that they had. Um, you know, it, the first quarter there, we got, we got ourselves in a little bit of a hole, but nobody put their head down. And I think that's really been um, – a reflection of this season. There's been a lot of a lot of opportunities that we could have caved, that we could have touted, we could have thrown the towel in, and we didn't. And a lot of that, you know, rests on Marina Whittle's shoulders, Taylor Sunstead, Emily Spear. Um, you know, all of them. It was like, no, we're not we're not going to go down like this. In the second quarter, I, I think we put up 34 points in 10 minutes, and that might be a season high. I yeah. was very very impressed with, with the resolve, and then the changing of of the mentality. We're not just going to stand here and shoot threes. We're going to attack the lane. We're going to get to the foul line. Um, and, and so that second quarter really propelled us. Uh, for, for, half, uh, for the second half, and I was proud of, of how we, we handled that situation. I'm certainly not happy with the outcome, uh, but there was a fight and a resolve and a resiliency up until the very, very
0: end. I could have sworn you you showed the girls uh, uh, Steph Curry videos between the first and the second quarter because you're right, 34 points in the quarter. Taylor Thunstead, your sophomore guard, had 21 of them. She and Marina Willow, your senior, (laughs) combined for 29 points in one quarter, Marn, for goodness sakes.
1: Exactly. I think that's a reflection and a result of them playing loose and playing confidently and playing fast. You can't score 29 points by walking the ball up the court. Uh, you know, so I think that that showed just where, when we what we are doing when we are at our best.
0: The Bison uh, full Emily Spear also a uh, career night had twenty seven points on on another fantastic uh, shooting game. She missed just one field goal that night, and boy, her game towards the end of the season really started peaking. And this kid was playing, you know, less than a hundred percent, wasn't she, Martin?
1: She was. You know, she got dinged up real early uh, in in the in practice. To be honest with you. Um, she was out those exhibition games, um, and she kind of played on a, on a bum ankle. And kudos to her; I applaud her. I came in every single day, put her hard hat on, wanted to get better. And I think she was playing her best basketball at the end of the season, uh, as you you know you've talked about before. Uh, shooting 12 or 13 from from the field, and yeah, she's a post player, and some of that's inside, but that's also with bodies flying on you, people trying to block your shot, And she also did hit a couple, you know, face up jumpers. So she had a very very diverse game against against Western there. Uh, you know, so I'm very proud of how she's how she developed over the course of the year. You know, last year she was averaging about four and a half, five points a game, and she's up that to five, nine and a half, almost ten points a game. Uh, doubled her rebounding. You know, so I, I'm really I'm happy with the direction that Emily Spears going.
0: It was a road trip, and uh, Marne will be the first to tell you. Dave Richmond will be the first to tell you this. The Fort Wayne Macomb or Macomb Fort Wayne is not always the. Um, the most thrilling trip because it involves not only planes, it involves buses, it involves probably a myriad of hotels, depending on how the way you, you want to slice it up. I think the men stayed at about three or four different hotels on that particular trip, Martin. And it's not always the easiest, and two days later became the season. You played Fort Wayne, two teams that were battling for that vaunted final spot in a Summit Tournament. They came out on fire. Uh, North Dakota State, uh, the, the girls got in uh, some touchy-foul situations that kind of just started everything off on the wrong foot as much as you fought to get back, including a, a big shot by Kennedy Childers at halftime, that thing just was tough to get both feet on the, on the right track from the get-go on Saturday, huh, Martin? It was, Jack. You know, we,
1: you alluded to the, the lovely travels, and then we <laughs> do have some interesting travels in the Summit League. Um, many are, are, are perfectly fine and smooth, but this one was a little bit more choppy. <laughs> uh, but it was fun for us to be able to go to Danville uh, Community College, where Bree Jones spent two years kind of Be in her old stomping grounds, she gave us a tour of the city and it lasted uh, 30 seconds. That's perhaps. exactly
0: right. I've got it on video,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do have it on video, but uh, it was neat to be in her environment there. And then once again, well, on our way through Indy, we were able to stop and had to have dinner with at her dad's restaurant. Um, you know, and I think that's a special thing for her to kind of show us her family and, and share her family with us. And I know her father uh, is very proud of, of the business that he's, he's running and, and was super excited to have us in town. So, those were the highlights on that maybe less than glamorous trip from A to B. Um, but we put ourselves in, in a situation to, to go out and compete. And when you walk into an opponent's home court uh, on senior night with it all on the line, you know, it, it's, it's a big game. And, and unfortunately, their aggressiveness, uh, you know, put us on our heels uh, specifically in the first quarter. Um, you know, you never want to put it on the refs; It's never the ref's fault. Uh, but the refs are really put in a difficult situation just by the physicality of the game and the style of play Uh, Just, you know, dribble drives running down your throat uh, that Fort Wayne um, is is good at. And so, you know, kudos to Fort Wayne for for taking advantage of that situation. But we were always playing catch up. Yeah. And I thought, I thought we, we, you know, we got ourselves the momentum going, and then we have halftime. You know, Taylor takes a great offensive charge call, a fantastic new player personnel, put her body on the line, followed up, you know, in, in the very next play with, um, Kennedy Childers' best impression of Steph Curry from, well, you know, right, right in front of you, probably. As it
0: was right in front of us. that's right. Yeah,
1: go, going full court, you know, so I thought as much as you need halftime, maybe that wasn't the opportunity for us to take halftime yeah. as we, you know, had the momentum going in our direction. And, you know, as part of the ladies, we um, got, our, got it back to eight uh, more than once and just couldn't quite get over the
0: hump. The, uh, what Marm was talking about, the, the physical play, their, their bodies seem to be falling every three minutes, and I get it. It happens uh, uh, quite a bit. Sometimes you see that. But this was on Drive's trip. I think sometimes a couple of Mastodon girls may have tripped over teammates' feet, and there goes the, the whistle and the hand up. And you're thinking, oh, they're coming over here with number 32 again. And poor Marina Whittle never had a chance to really get into a rhythm, your senior, which is what you wanted on on the final, potentially final game of her career was her to get minutes to play that didn't happen on Saturday she had to sit the entire second quarter couldn't get that fourth foul before halftime then you're really in trouble I was proud though the way and I'm sure you very much were of the way that, that when Marina got back in there played as smart as she could to keep herself in that game Saturday
1: yeah, you know, you wouldn't have known that she had had four fouls, three fouls uh, coming out of out of halftime, or four fouls there in in the end of the third quarter um, because she didn't back down. Uh, she still wanted to run the show. She wanted to, you know, she was playing playing hard, looked for a couple post ups, hit a couple threes, you know, so she wasn't going to to go down without trying, and that's something that. Uh, you know she's been very consistent in all year and, and something that uh, really led our team and, and was very fun to watch and fun to be a part of and, and really appreciative of all of Marina's efforts both on and off the court for us this year.
0: Bison feedback, Maren said joining us tonight, just a couple of minutes remaining in this segment, then of course our next segment we'll talk a little bit about the front window, but two minutes doesn't do it justice to talk about what Marina Whittle has meant to the Bison program. Yes, yeah, she's going to look back in years and see her name on a number of those columns, scoring, leading columns, rebounding columns. Uh, she no doubt has had has saved her best year for last, averaged a double-double this year, but it, it is more than just the numbers, isn't it, Maren? She really kept the team, their head focused this year when it, when it certainly could have gone the other way when things weren't going the way.
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I was a little emotional after the game with, with you, Jack, and that's just uh, a reflection of, of how much Marina has meant to our program. Um, obviously, the two years before I was here, these two years that I have been with her, but also she's meant a lot to me uh, in, in that player-coach relationship. And you talk about her on-court on numbers—you know, almost doubling her scoring from, from last year. She is a locking double-double. She more than doubled her, her made threes over the year, uh, more assists, way more, uh, way more assists, more more steals. Just increased every statistical category uh, that she could because she put time in the gym. Um, you know, we've talked about it over over the t- over this course of the season. She was here for May and, and half of June when her teammates were not were not here. And, and it was just her and the coaches in the gym, and she put in time. And, and then she, you know, her, her confidence really, really uh, grew. And and then for that, I, I'm just really happy that she had um, that personal success throughout the season. Uh, I know she wanted to have more team wins. Um, But as I told her after, after the game, your impact will always be seen in years to come, not necessarily right now in the wins and losses. And she looked at me crying and she said, I know coach, I know, but I just, I just want one more game, one more time. And, and for that, you can't do anything except give her a hug.
0: My guess is that uh, it won't be the last we hear from Marina now with what women's uh, athletics, women's basketball has more opportunities. We can even touch on that in our next segment. So hopefully that would be the next step for Marina if uh, if that's where she chooses to go, which I think she told us on the postgame show. That's where uh, she's thinking anyway. Maren Well said joining us tonight, it is Bison Feedback. We'll come back on the other side. What does the offseason hold? What's in that front window? We'll talk about that next. This is Bison Feedback at the Bison Basketball. Radio Network. Childers and Gamble in the backcourt. Weave and spear all the way to the forecourt. Inbounds comes to Childers. Childers, a three-quarter court shot. She hit it! She hit it! Now those are the ones you don't draw. Yeah, that happened Saturday afternoon at the Gate Center in Fort Wayne. Bar uh, and I I buy your look was like, of course that went in. Why not? That's uh, <laughs> everything we went in. That thing looked good from the get go. And that was from a freshman of yours, which kind of segues us nicely into the next segment on bison feedback with Marn and that and That is what is coming back. Uh what the off season's gonna hold for you and your staff. I know it's busy. I always you're always recruiting, I think, in in some estimation. And then of course, uh, the, the solid class that will be coming in next year, and many are touting uh, the girls you went on got, including a couple that could, well, are going to be vying for Miss basketball in the state of North Dakota. So, Martin, in that first segment, we kind of put to bed a little bit of the season. In this segment, let's just talk about that that front window, and might as well start with today and move forward. What about it, Marn?
1: There's a lot, uh, a lot of very positive things to look forward to. Losing Marina Whittle uh, will be a huge blow uh, for us, but that happens every single year. We're not a professional sport where you get to keep people around until they uh, wear out. Right. Uh, gradu- graduation happens, and we wish the best of, of luck for Marina uh, with, with her graduation plans and also playing. She wants to play back home in Australia professionally as well as overseas, and I think you would agree. Uh, she definitely has th- those skills and that capability. It'll be fun to watch her. Uh, from afar, and strictly just be a cheerleader. Uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. And we won't be able to replace Marina, her stats, the, the presence she has on the on, on the court, uh, the presence she has off the court, her leadership. With just one person, um, that that's not certainly not possible. Uh, so it'll be a team effort uh, with our with our returning players as well as our incoming class, and that'll be a a great blend of of youth. And I'm sure we're gonna I'm gonna rip my hair out, and you're gonna rip your hair out at times watching. Um, just the youth and the inexperience, but at the same time, it'll be it'll be very fun to blend uh, blend the, the the experience and Taylor and Emily and and Bree and Kennedy and those guys with with, with the new kids. So it'll be fun.
0: It, it, it is, look, and we're allowed to talk about those that have signed, correct, Marn? I don't want to put you in a yes. spot where you can't. So we look, we look at the girls that have signed, and you mentioned you've got great ones coming back. I mean, uh State continues to put up numbers. We talked about Emily Spear, Kennedy Childers. When she, her, when that body gets 100% healthy, it probably won't stay that way because she'll run through a wall for you, uh-huh. but at least you'll have it. It yags all the way through that. Uh, when we look at those that you've signed, our remaining moments uh, with you on feedback, I mentioned that you've got a couple that are going to be vying for a Miss basketball award out of the state of North Dakota. Riley Newdell, I challenge anyone to find someone that put up as many numbers as she had during her high school career. She was playing at a middle school level out of Maple Valley. And uh, and Sarah Jacobson, who has been the quarterback for Fargo Shanley, has really had to hold that role for a number of years. Those are just a couple of the, of the local ones from the state that I want to bring up first. Newdell and Jacobson, Marn, your thoughts.
1: Yes, I'm sad to see that... Uh, that Newdell, that Riley's season has come to an end. I know she's worked incredibly hard and really wanted to to end her high school career with a trip to the state tournament, but sadly that won't happen for her. Uh, But that does not diminish or take away what she has done uh, and helped and led her team over the course of her extended high school playing career. So I will be excited to, to bring her on board uh, and there is, yes, uh, still Sarah Jacobson. They're still just starting the playoffs tomorrow. So it'll be fun to see her continue and, and see what she can do uh, leading her Stanley squad. Uh, but it'll be great to keep two of the very, very best North Dakota players right here in in Fargo um, and kind of see the, the wave of the future in the beginning of, of what's to come, blending them with the kids that we have right now. I'm sure they're uh, anxious and nervous. And at the same time, we've got a lot of returners who are, are, here with open arms, you know, wanting wanting more bodies and more people to, to play and practice and whatnot. So it'll be it'll be fun to get those two just up the street. I, I hope they don't get homesick, because if they get homesick, we've got a real problem.
0: <laughs> and then they've got issues on, you know, it's funny, it's a great comment just made about the girls that are coming back, can't wait to, to start blending in and getting more bodies in here to work with. It, when you talk with the boys and ladies, some of the underclassmen, a lot of them not only bring up those two we just talked about, but the Sioux Falls, Washington, Talent in Anna Goodhope. I think every uh, existing Bison player, when uh, if you're just kind of shooting the bowl around at a dinner, uh, hey, what do you think of the class coming in? Every one of them will say, well, that Goodhope is a player. And that's a that's a Sioux Falls kid. You plucked a kid right there to South Dakota to come to North Dakota State. How good is the 5'11 Sioux Falls Washington player, Martin?
1: Yeah, Anna Goodhope's a, a great story in that uh, her parents uh, both were college athletes. Uh, her mom played at SBSU and her father played at USC and so we've convinced both parents to to put down those colors and and wear the green and gold Um, and so that's that's exciting for us to to make you know a state uh, put our our foot down in in the state of South Dakota Um, she is another one both uh, Riley Newdell and Sarah Jacobson came to our our camp uh, in last June and as did Anna Good Hope and Tyra Spencer too, um, and that's where our, our players first were introduced to to some of those girls, and, and really enjoyed interacting with her at camp, and, and started to build a relationship with her there. So it'll be it'll be fun to get uh, some some length uh, at at the wing position. Um, she can shoot the ball very very nicely, uh, and she's still competing in the state in the state uh, in the playoffs, and and hopefully will make a run in her state tournament as well. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch her here at the end of her high school career as uh, She transitions uh, up to
0: Fargo. We'll have time to talk about uh, all the uh, the recruits and how that blends with the players. Whether it be a Tyra Spencer, uh, the Oakdale kid, whether it be the the Ogden girl out of Marshall, Wisconsin, uh, or Liz Bulvers, another name uh, that some size coming into the program uh, at six feet uh, two inches tall. Another Jacobson, not Sarah. Maybe maybe Marlon just uh, signed Jacobson kids, but <laughs> Riley Jacobson, the kid out of uh, w- uh, Waukee, Iowa, I believe it's how you pronounce that. So yep, there, there's good kids. On that, that uh, the difference, I guess, in our remaining minute or two here, Marin, when will you judge who gets a red shirt? Do X, Y, and Z? No, is all that all going to be made during the offseason as you start into the, uh, the fall next year?
1: Yeah, you know, our first order of business here is to take care of, of our current players, make sure that we all get rest and get healthy. Um, there'll be a lot of rehab happening, visits with our trainers and whatnot, and really, and really heal our bodies uh, as well as take care of some academics. And then we'll start. Here in the spring, with our current players um, focusing on their strengths and how we can improve those strengths, and then it's blending. It's not about anybody coming in and taking anybody's spot. It's about blending what our strengths are and where we have areas that need to be addressed. And can someone on our current roster address those issues, or is that what you know where an uh, incoming freshman really steps up and adds adds depth, adds you know adds more rebounding, adds a little height uh, to what we do have. So it's all about blending the group. And I think uh, the new ki- the new kids will come in with wide eyes, wanting to to help and participate in any way possible. And our returners will will welcome them with, yes, we need more competition and practice. Yes, you know these are areas that you guys can help us with, and on and off the court. So it'll be it'll be a challenge for all involved, but at the same time, you know it, that's what we live for, and that's why we're in the business of of helping young people, opening doors, and and getting the very very best out of them. Uh, so that'll be that'll be our challenge. And then they'll go through all spring and all summer when when our new kids come, come on campus and we'll be ready to go uh, when school starts again.
0: The uh, the blender that Maron is going to use will be in a new kitchen, by the way, at the uh, shack. Thank you very much. The, <laughs> so your, your new blender will be in a new kitchen uh, for all these kids to kind of mix around, and that's obviously exciting too. So we we leave with that optimistic note. We tra- pay tribute today, which I think you did a nice job of, obviously, Maron with uh, uh, with uh, Marina Whittle. Uh, but obviously, looking at the front window, uh, things are, things are on the up for North Dakota State. Maron, won't be the last time we chat, just on Bison feet. Feedback for this year we will touch base soon safe travels to you and and your staff as you're busy scurrying the countryside again watching more basketball thanks for the time tonight and all season long with not only me but obviously uh, scott miller who i know you show uh, you you save a, a pretty special place in your heart too so i appreciate that marn tonight
1: thank you very much jack thanks for all that you've done for our program and then for this show and until next time
0: you got that, Marn. Marn Wall said, head coach, North Dakota State, Bison women's basketball. She is busy, as you heard. They are busy on the recruiting trail, so it never stops. And we talked about the women have a number of young ladies, very talented uh, players coming in and in our backyard. We mentioned the Good Hope girl out of uh, Sioux Falls, but Sarah Jacobson, who's Shanley Deacons, have, uh have reeled, what, 64 wins off in a row? Riley Nudell who has rewritten a lot of numbers, and then you blend that, and she uses the word blend, and that's what it's about to the uh, players that are coming back. And that's a tough one. It was a tough year. Uh, Dave Richmond uh, tonight on Bison Feedback talked about uh, just trying to be healthy, trying to have everybody healthy. There was a game this year with the Bison women where they were one foul away from playing with four players against the University of South Dakota, who, if in case you didn't uh, notice, is a very solid team and took them to two overtimes and fell 96-94. to 94. Those South Dakota Coyote girls are number one in the Summit League. That is what is next uh, for Summit Basketball and Division one Basketball in the conference that North Dakota State plays. The Bison women, unfortunately, on the outside looking in. The women's tournament will begin Saturday. This coming Saturday, the number one seed South Dakota faces the number eight seed Denver at 12 noon. On Saturday, also on Saturday, number two seed South Dakota State will square off against the seven seed Fort Wayne Mastodons at 2.30. On Sunday, it'll be the four seed Oral Roberts versus Western Illinois women. And then IUPUI, the three seed for the ladies taking on Omaha. That is Sunday afternoon. So South Dakota is the number one seed. South Dakota State, the number two seed at women's tournament. Denny Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls for the Summit League Men's Basketball Championship. And again, the winner of this one, automatic qualifier to the NCAA Tournament. Fort Wayne is your number one seed. They will face South Dakota. Possible upset? Dave alluded to this earlier. Vermillion to Sioux Falls playing against Fort Wayne a long way from home in really USD's backyard, so to speak. Potential? Possibly one versus eight Fort Wayne versus South Dakota. That is coming up on Saturday at 6 p.m. In that same bracket, North Dakota State, the Bison men Sunday at 6 p.m. Central time against IUPUI. The game right here on the Bison Basketball Radio Network in KFGO, the flagship home. North Dakota State, the five seed against IUPUI, the four seed, the winner, Will play the winner of Fort Wayne in South Dakota. In the other bracket, in the men's bracket, is this South Dakota State, the two seed. They will face Oral Roberts, the seven seed, and that'll take place Saturday evening at eight thirty. Omaha is a three seed. That's a team that beat North Dakota State twice during the regular season. They're up against Denver, the six seed, on Sunday. When you look over all of this, and we've talked about this throughout the season. Uh, that this will be a wide-open men's tournament. I think you could have upsets littered throughout the opening round, possibly. Fort Wayne, who knows? Bison, they've split with IUPUI. That winner potentially has a date with Fort Wayne or South Dakota. I don't think it's out of the question to think that North Dakota State could take three games one at a time, and find themselves back. They're going to have to be healthy to do so, and hopefully uh, they can get her done. The game is yours right here. Thanks to Dave, thanks to Martin. thanks to Brittany. Derek is in next with the front row. You've been listening to Bison Feedback on the Bison Basketball Radio Network.